0: If these balls
1: could talk, they would
2: walk
3: the balls talk. Welcome to If These Balls Could Talk, where each of us brings forth five topics to discuss. This is Mark with John and Pete and our special guest, Melanie Campione. Did I pronounce that last name right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, can't be in, but yeah. Campion so can't be in. close to I, mine. I, <laughs> it's I, I make so it cool. sound I make it sound so more sophisticated with
1: complicated. Yes, yeah, very
0: exotic.
3: Anyway, welcome Melanie to the podcast Mel. Welcome to the podcast, Mel.
0: Thank you
1: guys. Alright. How's everyone been? John, let's start with you. I really miss my intros, I gotta tell you. You miss the intros? I do. I do. Um, I think I like the old way better.
3: Uh, I, you know, I can only do so many of those creative things and now that that we're live on video, it's, it's, it's It's a little bit more awkward (laughs) to just talk.
1: (laughs) Isn't that what all
2: that AI stuff is for? Just yeah. to, you know, come Comes up with, with our one rhymes every time. for us.
1: Yeah. I am fine. Um, I got COVID for the first time in three years, a couple days ago. Womp, so, womp, womp, right. womp, womp, yeah, right. Can we go? So, can we get a womp womp? Womp, womp womp? I think mine's better. I slept for you know Tuesday. <laughs> and a little bit of Wednesday. I like for Tuesday. I worked at home today because I have COVID, but I worked today and I'm going eat dinner. So I think I'm on the mend. I hope. I hope so. Are there still any kind of protocols that you have to follow with that? I mean, don't be an asshole and give everybody COVID.
3: Just don't be an asshole. I mean, just don't that be an should asshole. just be a, that should be a good protocol for like anything. Just don't be an yeah,
0: asshole. Just don't be an asshole. But there's no legal protocols. But, no, but no
1: legal protocols. Common
0: sense, maybe.
1: Yeah. Well, what you should have been doing the whole time anyway, right? Yeah. Pete, what about you? We all learned you?
0: how to wash our hands again. Yay! Hey.
2: Uh, just been kind of busy. I had this awesome uh, reunion of our uh, my high school choir, which sounds like really lame, but it's actually kind of cool because uh, it's quite the epic event. It was like 200 plus people and more than half of them are like professional musicians now. Wow! So the the director, this is his last year at that school he's he's moving to Florida with his family so he was like dude I've conducted like professional choirs and all these other crazy things and he's like this is one of the best things I've ever heard (laughs) it's like this he's like he couldn't believe it and neither could we like we're all sitting there singing and he's like directing us he's like like crescendo crescendo and it just got so loud and he goes oh (laughs) like this is awesome so that was my weekend and now I'm back to Sanding furniture and sanding drywall mud and getting ready to paint a nursery.
1: Yeah, how's the baby Ooh, prep going?
2: Busy, yep. busy. How's
3: Baby Watch? It's going. Baby Watch, baby we, Watch 23.
2: We, we got this cool heart rate monitor. So we just checked him the other day. He was like, That's awesome. Wow. It was like, science is cool. Between 130, 140 BPM. Yeah, pretty
1: sweet. Rock and Which roll. right in line.
0: Yep. You imitated that really well.
1: Thank you. Pete's really good at sounds. (laughs) I can (laughs) do sound effects. He he did the guy in Police Academy. He was very little. (laughs) 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 Michael Winslow is a fraud. It was all Pete. All right,
3: let's get to know our friend Mel, shall we? So, Mel, you recently went on a trip to see the Phoenix Mercury home opener for a very special reason, which some of our loyal viewers and listeners may know. You were joined by more than fourteen thousand fans, which is nearly double the team's average for last season. So, tell us about the trip and why it was so special. About the people you met and what kind of emotional toll it took on everyone.
0: So well, the, the trip was actually pretty amazing. Um, I guess, in general, to be in the arena of your team would always be better than to mm. not be. You know, the whole vibe is different. True. Uh, the home opener was for Brittany Griner's Welcome Home back to uh, the first game back here. Yep. Um, that place was crazy. There, there, <laughs> there was a line. Um, I bumped into people in a funny way i always if i didn't know where something was i would ask somebody and they happen to not be from there either and it just went that way and it'd be from people from from france people from everywhere uh flew in for that game it was great they they did this entire um intro for her um it was absolutely meant to pull at your heartstrings they from the uh, music to how they did everything and I think it was just for anyone there who went there, um, it was just an amazing thing to see as uh, you know, eight months ago that was not didn't seem like a likely thing.
1: Right. Um,
0: so it was an incredible trip. Um, I guess we would want to do that again. Um, it was do amazing.
1: To, do you want to explain the chicken in the bar? She, Mel sent me a picture of a chicken in a bar she was drinking at. Yeah, I, yeah, I was yeah, like, What, what is are you doing right now?
0: What? You want? Oh my goodness. Yes. I was waiting to uh, leave and I was just in the bar getting drink, whatever. And just, the pigeon just walked into the bar, up to the bar. And I'm like, okay.
3: Whoa, what? Wait, like a real chicken?
0: Like No, like a pigeon.
3: Oh, a pigeon. Wow. And oh, I was laughing.
0: I was like, oh, another New Yorker, I see.
3: Um. <laughs> You're probably right. I don't oh, know. Was it, true. was it a fat pigeon? Because if it wasn't a fat pigeon, then it's not a New York pigeon, right? No,
0: nah, he was
1: skinny. He was skinny. I love those Animaniacs pigeons. pigeons. Yes, they were good pigeons. Yes, yes, those were pretty sweet. The good pigeons. That reboot is also very awesome for anybody who hasn't seen it yet.
2: I, you know, like the original. Like I would love to see it, but I don't know. Just I did uh, start rewatching some. Old I, I never watched Animaniacs. enough of it when it was originally on.
3: Yeah, it's on.
0: Yeah, it's, the remake I've, is more like for today's events. And make yeah, fun somebody
1: of famous bought it. I want to say Steven Spielberg, but
3: well, I think he already had the rights to it, didn't he? I
1: don't remember. He was in it a lot, the first one. Yeah, that's he was in the first one, right? And they talked about how he owned it.
3: There was for a while. I, I was actually I was in the mood of like restreaming some old cartoons, so I was watching like Tiny Toons and Animaniacs for a little while. <laughs> This is how the show
1: goes, Melanie. Um, we just I know tangent. Tangents, tangents, yeah, it, does, it does get slightly tangents, right. on top of tangents. Hey, well, let's tangent. Let's get back to it. I can't even say it. Did she play well? And has she been playing she all this season?
0: She's been, uh, she was, well, she just bumped back a little. She got hurt uh, Friday, but she was uh, number one in field goal percentage. She's been scoring about 27 points a game, 29 points a game. Uh, anywhere from three to six blocks a game.
1: WNBA so, has nothing on Russian gulags.
0: No, <laughs> she's done. She's done great considering. I, I thought maybe she might take the year off, but you know she has a little um, muscle acrophy. They said from not being able to stand in the cell. So she's regaining all of that, um, but she looked great.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. It's so cool that, I mean, to take that much time even off from a professional sport and come back and play at a competitive level is just really an incredible feat.
0: That's to be hard. Yeah. And they only have uh, about a week or two weeks Uh, training camp Mm -hmm. and then they're in there it's
1: nuts and she wasn't like playing
3: in other professional leagues for the for a while too so
0: well she went to russia to play so she missed a year in russia and the year here
3: Mm -hmm.
1: right right
0: so she was just away for a year and not doing her regular scheduling and what she's she's doing her best sports
1: montage movie right (laughs) i guess i don't know
0: a movie is coming no
1: problem. I don't, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt now, that Who at plays all. her? Who plays her in the movie or does she play herself? Marion. Marion. Marion, oh, oh, I in the totally, movie. Marian, I hey, totally, totally see yeah. that. <laughs> Marion's got the
3: height.
2: She can do it. And the basketball skills.
1: And the hair. Amazing. <laughs> and the hair. We should book it. <laughs> book it. Book it. Yes. Cool. we should be her agent. Marion, can I be her agent? Oh, I she think can. she's in. She's in. She just checked. She's in. She's she's in. Melanie. Rock and roll.
2: Marion in chat says she's in. Awesome. I love it. Uh what got you into sports as a kid and what is your favorite like initial first sports memory?
0: Um as a kid, I guess I was in a residential, so I was in like all the like the little league, the PV football. I was usually the only girl in the league. I just got into it like by accident, just like something to do.
1: Some more playing then, rather than just watching. If you couldn't tell, yeah. Melanie was a real tough twelve year old, by the way. I <laughs> believe
0: it. I think uh My friend was a big Yankee fan, so I just kind of like put that on at seven. And then I became like really into basketball, like 24-7, when I met John, actually.
1: And we went a lot. We had um, partial, because the Knicks were still expensive, because the garden was expensive, but we had partial Nets Nets. season tickets. So we went like, we went to like 20 Nets games one year. And they were far, but like my family's from Jersey, so we were like, oh, drive across the bridge, whatever. So we did that a ton. Was was that during the
3: Derek Coleman days? Yes, yes. Yeah. Coleman was
1: on the team. Uh, the Kenny were, Anderson. And, and it Kenny was when Anderson, the Knicks were good. Yeah. And I think that's why mom was, was doing it because we were both really obsessed with basketball and the Knicks and the Knicks were making a really strong playoff run, but you couldn't get into the garden, but you could see them in Jersey. So you were like, Yeah, close enough.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but those tickets allowed us to go to like, in my opinion, the greatest uh, draft pick in NBA history.
1: Yes, I didn't yeah. forget yeah. about that.
0: Yeah. Colby, Iverson, all of them. Stephon Mulberry. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was yeah, at that arena.
1: It's like five Hall of Famers. All Jesus. Of yeah, that's crazy.
0: I think my favorite sports memory is um, meeting Derek Jeter before he blew up. I, after as well, but mostly before. Uh, when he would play on the side, uh, playing catch with Jerry Williams. He was always very personable.
1: That's so. super cool. That's a pretty good sports yeah. memory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to tell this story about mom in Toronto? i would be so starstruck. You tell them the story. We got to. We, we, we got to get we into went, the details.
0: We went to Toronto. This is how crazy. We went to Toronto for a Yankee games. We went to There's Toronto. Actually two stories
3: in Toronto. You someone someone has to go to Toronto to watch them, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> they came out and got into a taxi, and my, my mom she chased the taxi down until Mariano had to get out and give her the autograph just for her own safety, so she could stop facing the cab.
3: Oh, my God. (laughs) Nothing about that story surprises me.
0: (laughs) And we went to the All-Star Game, too. Did she meet Kevin Costner at that All-Star Game? That was that old yes. He oh, gave wow. her that box of chocolate that's still
1: in the dining room. Yeah, so bad bad. Over there. <laughs> he had this tchotchke of, uh, oh the, of the the stadium out there that is passing my mind right now. Um My High Stadium, that's what it is. And he had mm. this tchotchke of the stadium made in chocolate and it, you, like he opened it and it was a music <laughs> box. And so he Whoa. was like he was coming out of the gala for the All-Star game and Mom was there and Mel was there. And Mom and Mel did like crazy autographs, right? For a long, long time. He was coming out and Mel was like, oh my God, it's going to cost her. And he hands her this tchotchke because he probably doesn't want it, right? And um, I wouldn't want it. And she's took it home. <laughs> you know, it's it, it's been in the dining room for 30 years, straight up.
0: It's still, we opened it not that long ago it's, still played, it's amazing take me out to the ball game
1: really man, i just want to see if we
0: need to throw that chocolate out though
1: uh, yeah i was gonna yeah. say was it any good
0: <laughs> it looks fine but i, I, I... Uh,
2: okay how about this you should keep it like if you meet kevin costner again then you need to eat it he, he blew uh, up no. again man he's on yellowstone he doesn't want to talk to us oh
1: uh, that's true yeah he's he's he's. Well, i mean he there was again. big
0: when we saw him yeah, Pretty great I mean, show, he, by the way. You like we're, we're finally down watching and you back
1: up, right? Yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah. gotten any Yellowstone yet. It's,
2: I like it. It didn't, it didn't hit me like Succession did. Like that one was like, I don't know if I'm going to like it. And then it was like three episodes in, Stephanie. and I like, okay. Listen, and I have a very important question. By the end of season one, we are just like, this could be the greatest show ever. And but, this is
1: more for Stephanie. Okay. How are you watching a period piece?
2: No, no, no. Yellowstone is current.
1: Uh, it is?
2: Yeah, so there are spinoffs. The one with Harrison um, Ford is a period piece. That one is no, I 1923, understand. I think. And then, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I think there's like another concerned. one in the 1800s, even. Yep, yep. So this oh, one is
1: modern, but. All right, I'll let it be.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it, they look like they did when we went to Yellowstone, so it can't be that. That that's is true.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah. That's... All right, one more Toronto story. This same trip, all right? My crazy mm-hmm. Italian mother. Hi, mom um she's walking down the stands and we used to get really good seats when we went on these crazy trips and so like we actually got this seat from a scalper and you can in toronto because everybody trusts everybody you could scalp right in front of the ticket office so the scalper huh. just like bought a ticket and we just walked down and closer and closer and closer and this one Mel said "Jeter's just playing catch on the sideline and and my mom's like oh my god derek cheetah we came from new york and he's like hello ma'am how are you that
3: was a, that was an awesome personation of your mother by the way thank you i know she likes
1: it a lot i don't know if we mentioned it yet um because we talked about how melanie's last name is not my last name um melanie is my sister um melanie has lived in my house since 93 and um she's a really cool person uh so i thought it would be fun for the listeners and for you uh to have some time to talk about your favorite john memories good or bad so what's the first thing that pops <laughs> in your mind? Go.
0: The first thing is, uh, I think the first day I met you, when you ran to the gate, because you don't move your arms when you run. And that always stood out to me, like your know, arms did not move when you ran to the gate. I was like, who is this guy? And he was like, hey, Olivia.
1: I, oh, I, I, I ran <laughs> stupid when I was 12?
0: You didn't move your You just ran. Like you this? didn't move your arms. <laughs> he took
1: off the oh, that's rough i
3: don't
0: that know was, how to explain that, it it was odd it's rough i've never bro. seen so... it before i haven't
3: seen it since all right mel mel any other okay. john memories
0: yeah um i mean most of our memories are have to do with sports and
1: you can tell the garbage can story mel it's okay of, nah,
0: garbage concerned.
1: can story mel tell the garbage fun. can stories that's what i all wanted right, to tell to that was actually a suggestion tip. from
3: someone in the audience right now the trash can
0: story
1: knows where I'm going.
0: We were playing basketball, and he cheated. He cheats. I do cheat. And so I got a, I got annoyed, <laughs> and I started to walk away. And as I was walking away, he did a very uh, cocky, annoying, wave and smile at. I was like, all right. And at that time, we had those very light aluminum trash cans. But <laughs> I picked it up, and I went to throw it at him, but it was so light, with, like blue this way.
1: I told you, so it was he- real tough.
0: He just looked at me, and Peter ran and
1: hit under the car. Hey, Peter! <laughs> Peter did run under the car. I
0: was like, "This That's guy, right. I'm gonna get his
1: ass." Yeah, this guy. I miss you. Miss uh, those days. Yeah. I do too, man. Yeah,
0: those. Seemed like we how had all time bas- How did
1: then? we play basketball on a gravel driveway? That's what I want to ask. I don't know.
0: <laughs> uh, i think we <laughs> weren't bad sounds i think it was we like were good. That, sounds super
1: hard. <laughs> that sounds and super hard then when, they changed, yeah, too. when
0: the driveway changed we were we, we weren't good anymore you is, know, that, that, w- we is that, that, we that why
1: marion's really good at basketball Because right. she she played on a real basketball court That
2: actual pavement uh, <laughs> right you guys got all used to the gravel no, that was <laughs> wrong
0: we did we really, oh, we figured out how to how to get through it and then is they garbage it's a clean <laughs> driveway, and we didn't know how to dribble anymore.
2: We're like, okay. It's, it's, <laughs> it's totally fun. like the plot from a movie, though. It's like you know, they'd be in some some film, and it's like this super team, and it's like stuck in this dramatic basketball game where if you lose, you die. But yeah. the field, the the court is gravel, and you're like, I got this, and then
1: you run in. <laughs> I and just want to let you know, Pete. <laughs> ChatGPT is writing that movie this week. Yes. Totally, totally. Okay. <laughs> we definitely would have had home court advantage, but
0: nobody played them. And our hoop was crooked. It was stupid. The pole
1: was <laughs> Yeah, it was crooked. so stupid. Oh, it was man. crooked. It was crooked. It was too high. Way too high. At least 12 feet, right? <laughs> and it was... And we had gravel. And then we both played CYO. So, like, we played a lot, right? And we were like, all right. We played one-on-one all the time. We played horse all the time.
0: Two, two-on-one. We just... Two-on-one. Oh, nice. That yeah. makes
2: me feel any better? Our basketball hoop. My dad built this custom pole and everything thought it was super cool. got it all set up and then we measured it. And he's like, Oh crap. I was half a foot off. <laughs> it was the nine, nine and a half foot. But what was awesome about that is that it was super dunkable because of that. So we could like dunk all the time.
1: <laughs> you could, wait, 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 You could dunk on a nine and a half foot rim. is what I'm yeah, saying.
2: I, I, dude. I could also high jump six feet in high school. Don't forget.
1: All right. So dude, don't, don't you remember
2: the, the don't, don't you remember was the superhuman? Don't you remember the episode where Tim just talked about how many things I jumped over as a kid?
1: I mean, that's amazing. In- including
2: people. Yeah.
1: I want to see you dunk. Uh,
2: I, t- I can't do it anymore. Does everybody want to see is, Pete dunk? My knee I is destroyed. <laughs> I can't dunk anymore.
1: <laughs> we'll have
2: to, we save that to that we'll
0: have, have to save that for a future we episode. We yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
3: All right. Thanks, Melanie. Well, let's All say right. we get started, everyone. What? Shall we? Yeah. yeah. All right, so the WNBA's first season was in June of 1997, and this year is its 27th season. Now, it came off of a stellar performance of the Women's Dream Team in the Summer Olympics of 96, and with big names like Rebecca Lobo, Lisa Leslie, and Cheryl Swoops. Now, there are 12 teams and include a big media deal with ESPN and ABC, which announced that last season was its most viewed in the last 16 years. So this year, thus far, it's experienced uh, a lift in average attendance, but still well below its peak in 1998, when, believe it or not, there were an average of 11,000 fans per game. Now, there were only uh, eight teams back then, but uh, but still, uh, it was a, right, a, a big push after the, the Summer Olympics. Mm-hmm. So, everyone, how do we feel the WNBA is doing after all these years, and where will it go?
1: I mean, we've been talking about market share and um, sports like um, from the amount of people that watch it, um, and the amount of money you can make, more money, bigger, nicer stadiums, better players—the I mean, whole thing—it's all connected, right? And um, I think that all signs point to up. Mm-hmm. I
2: believe that. I hope so.
1: You have said on the podcast. Um, I think it's a, in, in a way, it's a cleaner game. Yeah. Um More I, finesse, less power. Right. I mean, it all kind of comes together, and they it's play a, true it a little bit of basketball. Yeah. Yeah, I think
0: so. It's more fundamental, I think. Yep.
3: And I would certainly love to see a big expansion. Um, I will say this, listen, NBA games, the cost to go to an NBA game is just astronomical now, and it's only going to get worse. And I love just watching basketball. Hell, I'll go to like an AAU game of eight-year-olds playing and and watch that game. But uh, I would love to much rather see professionals play the game. And while the Connecticut Sun is, uh, you know, it's they, Mohegans is uh, like a 45 minute drive away from me. I Boston. I'm a Boston sports guy, so I would love there to be a WNBA team in Boston.
0: We'll see. Yeah. About that. I think Boston, Philly, and Canada would bring in. Mm-hmm. Those would be good expansion teams. Yeah, they sold out in, the Canada. Good. They uh, in Canada. They tried in Canada? They played the Chicago Sky, played Canada this year. They sold out.
1: The national team, yeah. Hmm, wow. I mean, I've seen the facilities that the Aces play in. The Aces facilities are baller.
0: They have the best facilities.
1: They sell out yeah. their games. Um, yeah, and they, they make a ton of money. They have out. the best. They have the best attendance in all the NBA or WNBA.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the wife of my new tight end plays on the Aces. Kelsey
0: Plum.
1: Darren, Wall, Darren Waller's wife is an ace.
2: Oh, oh yeah, yeah,
1: right, right. Yep. Kelsey Plum. Kelsey, right? I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, Kelsey yes. Plum. So now she's going to be spending a lot of time in New York, which means she's probably going to join Liberty. So yay. <laughs> <laughs> they're
0: doing their super
1: teams now yeah Yeah, that's right Mm -hmm. I mean that's what they do in basketball Um, I'm mistaken the Seattle Storm
3: actually have a higher average than the uh, Las Vegas Aces Mm.
1: does Macklemore own a piece of the Storm as well he does actually he does that's amazing he owns a piece of the Kraken and a piece of the Storm yeah I think he just wants to own every single Seattle sports team I think he does Uh, well I mean (laughs) he's making a ton of money and diversifying a smart so uh, no one has ever thought that Macklemore was not a smart man He's just like, oh, you want me to give you all my money? No, nah, I'm going to self-produce. It's right, <laughs> fine. I can, I can handle it. He's like, oh, self-pro- self-producing is going very well. Oh, yeah. Let's get into sports. Apparently, he, um, he s- does halftime shows on the Zamboni for the cracking game sometimes.
2: Wait, like he drives
1: it? Yeah, he drives it and he raps. Ha, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, isn't incredible? that incredible? Is, that is very cool. Yeah, we need to find some YouTube videos. Yes. What do you think, Mel?
0: Um, I think they're doing a lot better this year. Like I said, they sold out different, uh, I think Mystic sold out their game the other day. Sunday's game, I'm going to that game. It's, it's sold out on the bottom half. They have some upper level seats left. Their attendance seems to go. And I think also too, it's the marketing, like you said. So now that ESPN picked them up and CBS Mm -hmm. picked them up, it's, you know, they have to be marketed better. And that's, I think that's one of their major issues. They're not marketed correctly
3: yeah that's the one thing that you know the nba and the nfl do really well is marketing and, the, and marketing their players as well uh yeah. i mean there's definitely a lot of room for i think for the women's game to grow obviously and they they definitely could especially with alia boston uh i mean she's just a superstar in the making i think and they they oh, could, yeah. you could no, they could definitely talent. push her for like our own shoe ionesco yeah, who's on
1: uh um, i think she has
0: one she, she does think she has one. Well, I think I want to say Adidas, but I'm not sure. Mm. Are they they the Cavender twins
1: interested in playing pro? I mean, the Cavender twins are social media famous. They don't need to play pro. You're right. They
3: don't need to. Mm-hmm. They don't need to. We'll, they could. we'll see. They could. Yeah. They
1: could. We'll see. They need. Well, look, they the y- college
0: y- players make more money than the, the WNBA players, so Man, they stay for the fifth year.
1: Name, image, and likeness. They um they had the opportunity to play a fifth year because of the COVID rule, and they chose not to. Also oh, they were, I
3: don't think they were drafted either. So. Uh, no. no, I mean, yeah, they could have okay, just played so. another year of college. Well, but they had other
2: things
1: going on. Yeah, they're their social media <laughs> empire. Yeah.
3: But, any but, uh, any more games to plan uh, to see the, this year, Mel?
0: I'm going to Sunday's game. Uh, this coming Sunday in New York. Um, I'm probably going to go to a game in Atlanta when I visit my brother. and I, I believe we're going to... Uh, Mark, wants to, with, Mark wants to
3: come with us. I do actually. Uh, when they when they when you guys go to Mohegan, I'll def I, I,
0: I'll be, it, I'll hmm. join you. Yeah, I guess the thirty first, August
3: thirty first. Okay. Is that all one
2: right. of the closest ones to us? By the way, like to, like where where are the teams? What cities are the teams in? Like I don't
3: really know the whole league. Like well, the, yeah, too. I mean New York is definitely closer for you guys. That's probably yeah. going to be the closest.
1: I mean, the city's far.
0: Yeah. But the
1: other uh, one is Mohegan Sun is three three hours. New York City is three hours. Everything's three hours.
2: <laughs> yeah. Need the Albany team now that the Albany Empire is is toast.
1: Oh, I know.
2: Sad, sad panda. <laughs>
1: that yeah, yeah. didn't that, take long. It was nice to have a semi professional sports team for a year. No, yeah. well, actually like, three years. AB <laughs> had that team for six months, and was they it even? have been they have been asked to leave the Arena Football League. No joke. Yeah. Really? today. Yeah, yeah it's, they have been it's asked bad. To leave, so Tom Grady doesn't have a job anymore.
3: Tom Grady's Tom Grady's out, <laughs> Yeah,
1: but he doesn't have. Yeah. <laughs>
3: all our plans tom grady we would love to have you on this podcast by the way
1: tom grady if you're listening yeah we want you yo next topic. all right so to keep it on the wnba um the first nba teams to fly privately for road trips used vcrs to watch game tape during the flights Uh, it was the 41st season of the in in nba history when the pistons owner william davidson purchased a private plane for two and a half million dollars ahead of the 87 88 season and four-time All-Star Bill Lamebeer brought barbecue to share on an 18-minute plane ride to Cleveland. Two decades later, Beer is flying commercial while being the head coach of the WNBA's best team, Las Vegas Aces. So I bring this up because this week, Brittany Griner was harassed on her way to a game flight by a social media personality. Um, this has caused the WNBA to reevaluate their rules and approve chartering flights for Griner and her team. Uh, how has it taken so long for the WNBA to start talking about this obvious safety measure for professional athletes? I mean, money, right? There's uh, there's only
3: so, so much money to go around with the WNBA. So there were certain things that the women weren't really uh, accustomed to that definitely their male counterparts are used to, like charter mm. flights. And it's mainly because of money. Now, there are uh, I did hear about this. I don't really know if this is true or not. Uh, the Las Vegas Aces are potentially in violation of the collective bargaining agreement because of all kind Ooh. of these extra perks that they they've been getting with like charter flights. Uh, mm-hmm. because, now, that I'm not 100 percent sure if that's true or, or accurate. It's not really fair, like for for these players to like, you know, have to fly coach in order to yeah, get that, to these games. just doesn't seem <laughs> right.
2: They, they, say it's a fair,
0: uh, they say it's a fairness rule. Uh, they don't want a, another team whose owner has more money to have the advantage. So you have a team that's traveled regular and then a team that used charter and is more rested. Damn. That's what they say. That
2: is true. Do they?
1: Um, um, the- I mean, I, I bring up Lame Beer uh, as an example because he literally recently told the story of getting his whole team getting waitlisted on a flight, them not being able to find a place to eat or a hotel to stay in. And it's literally just, like, him and 25 women who are professional athletes are just, like, sitting in the airport. Yeah. All yeah. right.
2: Olympians, right? That's, really special people. That's, yeah, that's ridiculous.
0: I know, like, the NBA was annoyed. Some of those players offered to pay. It was an on thing. They had a donation for $75 million that they were going to use at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. for the grinder situation. Brittany actually has always had access this entire season to charter flights. She had just chose to travel with the team. I think now the entire team is going uh, to get a charter flight because that was just insane.
2: Good, good. That, that, that they're getting it now, at least. Should have before.
1: Don't click on the video because the, v- v- the video is clickbait, but no. um, a, a, just a pain in the ass internet personality is just literally uh, harassing her and trolling her in the airport. Ugh. And so... Um, I mean, the thing is, right, people want their 15 minutes. People are crazy and dangerous. And so having these semi-celebrities just out about in the world is just a bad decision. Mm -hmm.
3: Absolutely. And you know what? To me, I understand the whole fairness thing, but... the. With stuff like that this is stuff that would maybe entice your uh, other players to come to that team because an owner wants to spend money on them and and take care of them it's like come on why aren't all owners doing that like they they, like, they should be find them. yeah exactly and you know maybe that would encourage other owners to actually do that or maybe find other owners that are willing to do that personally yeah. like come on
1: i mean i just division all the bad sports movies i watched in the 90s were like teams are on like rickety old buses oh, with, like God, a crazy yeah. driver with weird hair and just like yep. it's crazy
2: crazy it's like the me. beginning of the movie. there's Mighty one Ducks. good one it's
1: called the goon with sean william scott you should watch that movie hmm. it's about a um a minor league hockey enforcer it's so <laughs> i can good. see him playing so that part good. pretty well it's so so so
2: good. To, to, back to the NBA for a second i have a question on how their league structured like do they you were saying that some owners could maybe afford it, but some can't. And out of fairness, they're saying lowest common denominator. Do they not share, um, revenue into the league? Like for, for team earnings, like the same way, like say the NFL does.
0: I mean, I mean, I guess technically there's no team earning. Okay. You know what I mean? I guess because they're still in debt.
2: Oh, that's true. You know what
0: I mean? So they're not really, there's no real (laughs) revenue coming in for that. Um, they have yeah, ways so, they can do
2: it. They tried to avoid it. I think now they have no option. Okay. Right. And yeah, they can't exactly just be like, hey, uh, I mean, be nice. Like, hey, super rich owners. Can you, you know, <laughs> chip in a little bit more? But that's tough though. If, more right, when the end product isn't, isn't going into the black yet.
1: I mean, you see how, how easy, uh, easy, easy is a rough word, but I mean, it is very profitable to run a sports franchise in Las Vegas because everyone in Las Vegas is looking to do something yeah. fun. Oh yeah.
2: And I mean the just right. the glitz yeah. and glamour you can do with pregame and like we've Everyone. we've seen the the Golden Knights and now the the Raiders with the giant black thing like off the the freeway there like you know it's, it's pretty I mean I've heard cool. that
1: the um the intro show I've not seen Golden Knights game home obviously but I heard the intro show is really amazing, super impressive. I've seen
2: some videos uh, of it. It's pretty awesome.
1: I think that um, they put on sports like Las Vegas, so yeah. that's the reason why they make a lot of money, and like we said in the beginning, money breeds everything, right?
3: You gotta spend money to make money, yeah. right? Come on. You t- yeah. it's no, just treat the, players to better. treat the players better.
0: Yeah. They misused the entire NCAA. That was a good time to advertise. Oh, absolutely. Entire,
1: and, and, they and what a good <laughs> right. women's tournament this year. My God.
0: They, missed,
1: they dropped Rattata. the ball on that one. Yeah. For sure.
0: The players are so personable, too. Like, they're not, you can walk yeah. up to them. They'll yeah. talk to you, whatever. So, it would make it really easy for an idiot.
3: That final four matchup between South Carolina and Iowa was, was, was perfect. Yeah, that think. was crazy. It's a shame that wasn't the final You're Perfect, Mark. Aren't I? <laughs> Aren't we're all perfect. Aw. <laughs>
2: <laughs> rolling, rolling, rolling. Get
3: that next topic rolling. So congratulations go out to the Las Vegas Golden Knights, who recently won the most recent NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. This hits home for Bostonians as the head coach of the team uh, from Sin City used to be the head coach of the Bruins until he was unceremoniously fired last season. Clearly an excellent
1: decision Ooh. by Bruins management. Yes, last no. season. Oof! Good thing they didn't have the most prolific offensive season and losing the first round. Of the so playoffs.
3: the NHL is notoriously known for having their coaches on short leashes. Overall, mm-hmm. six got fired this past season, including last year's Coach of the Year winner, Daryl Suter, and another former mm-hmm. Stanley Cup winner, in Peter Lavalliette. I hope I pronounced that right, because I've had
1: a lot, uh, little scotch.
2: laviolette la, 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 I've like had one. a little
1: scotch. That's my excuse. Just, just say it faster. You guys c- keep saying it. Lavaliette. Yeah. Say, say it a really fast, name.
2: Mark, and then it works. <laughs> Uka Pekalukanen. Or just call him Pekalukanen. That's fine too.
3: Of course, it's definitely just not the NHL, as we've discussed on this show multiple times. So everyone, why are franchises not more loyal to their
1: coaches? Because they can't fire the millionaires. They're, oh,
0: they you know, they're the ultimate so you, fall
2: fall people, right?
1: They're the ultimate fall people. I mean, you have a team. Every sport has this. You have teams and teams of divas, right? And you don't want to give up your, you know, your $50 million guy. And so, who do you fire? Well, you fire the guy who's in charge. Because really, I mean, there's part of an explanation that you should because he has mismanaged them, and that happens a lot. Yeah. But it's also just really easy. You look like you're doing something. You have a little motion. You have all your all your breadwinners are still there. Um, baseball does it all the time. Yeah. Football does it all the time. And it's worse
3: than uh,
2: NFL, believe it or not. It is, yeah. And I mean, for... <laughs> for both leagues like expectations (laughs) never go down right you're you're always they always go up and that kind of damned if you do damned if you don't like you know you win a cup final or you win a super bowl guess what ownership is going to expect you to do that every season (laughs) from then on and the second you don't (laughs) get out of here we're moving in a different direction again daryl
3: Suter, coach of the year last year and he gets fired this year that's and Bruce Cassidy, is, job, I am I, I, so yeah. mad that Bruce Cassidy got fired and it's just ultimate payback that he just comes back the very next year and wins the Stanley mm-hmm. Cup. Yeah,
2: there's there's a lot of uh, and the smarter, Don Sweeney. And, yeah, there's a lot of very <laughs> ah, old sorry. dinosaurish kind of management strategies uh, in the NHL that just will not go away.
1: It's almost like it's being run by rich white men, <laughs> <laughs> but, but like
2: old, old rich white men that just don't like change. So, <laughs> Me,
1: so all like, like, like the polar opposite
2: that. of like the NBA or like you know where they have an awesome commissioner who seems to be very progressive with like adding new tournaments or trying new things, any trying anything to make the game more exciting. But the NHL is the opposite; it is stuck in like the 1980s.
3: Well, they have tried with the, uh, you know, the, they they uh they made the goalie pads a little uh smaller and they 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 yeah. allowed the two-line passes now. I mean, goal scoring was definitely up this year without a, without a question. It it has gotten better in the last year or two, yes, for sure. It, it's it is a
2: more exciting product again. I don't know how much of that was thanks to the commissioner. Yeah, like you said, some a couple of rules did change things. I think players are just getting better too, which thankfully is Oh, absolutely is
1: faster and quicker yeah. and stronger. I mean. Oh, yeah, but I think the, I think we learned and I'm going to have some insight on hockey. So, go right Ooh, oh, OK, <laughs> but, but I think we learned from this season that the two most prolific offensive uh, offenses in, the, in in hockey didn't make no. it to the finals. No, I mean, the Bruins weren't there. The Oilers weren't there and they definitely scored the most points.
2: Playoffs are by brutal far. in the NHL, though. It's, it's a war of attrition and you can have the best offense the whole year and then realize, oh, crap we put it all out there for 82 games and we just don't have enough in the tank to go another like what potentially i mean
1: was connor 27 david i didn't games. watch the playoffs obviously because i don't like hockey but was mcdavid gassed in the playoffs
2: uh no i don't I, think he was but it's not even just up to him right i don't think it was only was. the second round they
3: got bounced out so yeah, you, yeah. you've
2: got four lines of of player of, of forwards and three lines of defensemen that need to be at the top of the yeah, game at all times i know, times. How, I, know yeah, I, w- no, I don't like, watch
1: it but i know how it works yeah
2: it's <laughs> one or two weak links out of that whole roster and that's it you're 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 fucked
1: so out of out of the
2: uh sorry (laughs) i couldn't think of a better way to say that needs to be a new (laughs) soundbite
3: um so there was a a study in 2016 that uh that looked at the four major professional sports in in uh in the u.s and the english premier league out of all five of them Ah, uh, the NHL actually had the the second lowest ten average tenure for NHL coach uh, for for coaches. Mm. Guess which one had the lowest? Believe it or not, Tell English us. Premier League. Now, what's what's that very makes, interesting? Yeah, so they're a little bit more fickle than the NHL. Uh, NHL uh, NFL, uh, NFL <laughs> and, An incredibly NFL, yeah. believe it or not, yeah. had the highest yeah. Yeah. NFL had the highest average tenure. Believe it or not, really um, well. That's
2: probably brought up by a couple of people that have just never left, like Pete yeah, Carroll and, true. and Belichick, who have been I mean, coaches art, forever.
1: But you think about it, though, like you're not allowed to lose in Arsenal or Man U. You're just not well, allowed. It's not acceptable. So they had the widest
3: you, gap. You either. Yeah, you've yeah. either been with a team for 20 years or one year.
1: So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, not acceptable. To well, I mean, lose. I learned that from Ted Lasso. Plus,
2: those teams get regulated, right? So it's like you have more on the line. Like you could get kicked out of the league if you're not good enough. So. That's right. a very volatile. Job. Getting
1: relegated is a big yeah. deal because it's a financial.
3: I, re- I really, yeah, I really wish that our mm. professional teams actually took on like that. So maybe there wouldn't be, you know, the Kansas City Royals that just suck every single year. Mm. Didn't they
1: win like eight years? 2015 ago? Twenty fifteen, I think it was. Like like eight yeah. years ago. Holy shit! And now they stink. How do I pull that out. Of they it? <laughs> They're so bad. All these peeve, small market teams so bad. need to do better. We just don't know if they're worse than the Athletics, but the Athletics are tooling a major league this mm. year. So they're just tanking on purpose. You see, they had a, um, they had a counter-protest. So like 20,000 people showed up last night. Really? But only 4,000 showed up the night before. <laughs> oh, no. is crazy? Oh, they were
0: selling shirts, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. they were selling shirts. Yeah, they, were selling, they were selling shirts. Uh, our friend Scott Scott hey if you're listening um, he used to say he used to go to athletic teams for five dollars when he used to fly that's home. five uh, bucks I want to go see baseball for five bucks
2: seriously yeah that's like going to like Those the Valley Cats right here like double A cheaper che- cheaper, than cheaper than double A, a, than a baseball the Valley Cats. <laughs> that's pretty good
1: the Valley Cats don't have an A by the way they are a they are like the National League oh I thought in, they were double um, A okay in, in soccer no there are no A's zero A's
3: negative
1: A's okay. <laughs> zero A's <laughs> 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 I think they also only play seven innings, like a little league game. Oh, they're in the independent league now. That's well, what because I then. mean, yeah, that's the one. Hey, look,
2: You need time for the fireworks at
1: the end of the show or at the end of the game. I mean, obviously, I mean, who, who needs us two innings? show you're adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Next topic. I just read and I was actually impressed with this. Six of the biggest professional sports unions in the country teamed up last month to bring attention to mental health awareness. The NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, MLS, and WNBA started a campaign to raise awareness about the cause and invest resources to improve mental health for the pro-athlete community. So one in five adults in the U.S. experience a mental health-related issue each year, and athletes have not been exempt. Uh, Star Cowboys' QB Dak Prescott opened up recently about his depression in 2020, following the death of his brother and his mother. Uh, with a high stress, high expectation lifestyle, uh, many of the league's coaches are beginning to realize that mental health needs to be just as much of a priority as physical health. So how can player unions help their athletes succeed? Uh, money aside, do you think that being a professional athlete is high stress? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Extremely. Because, I mean, it's beyond the field, too, right? You're, you're looked at as a role model for all, like, you know, millions a lot of kids of pressure. That look up to you. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure media is in your face all the time. Like that's,
0: you gotta watch everything you do.
2: Yeah. It's, it's like, it is being a celebrity, right? You never have any privacy. I
3: mean, going Uh, back to Ted Lasso, I think they, Ted Lasso did a great job of, of showing mm -hmm. like the mental, health uh, p- aspect of being a professional athlete uh, or just being involved in professional
1: I think sports. That's the, I think that's the best part yeah. about that show. The best part about that show is its way it is. Absolutely. They definitely
2: not at heart. Now, don't spoil the end because um, Steph and I are a couple episodes back because she as a p- weird pregnancy side effect. She has an aversion to the show Ted Lasso for don't say it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. But, it, but it. it's true. She's doing better, but we That's good. That's good. So we found if we watch it in the mornings, then we we can get through it.
1: Just looking for this topic, it's a lot of interesting, um, sad articles. There, um, was a defensive end in a recent draft who was drafted in the first round who just didn't feel like he was living up to his like potential, mm. and so there's like a, a like a whole lost potential conversation, and it made him feel suicidal. Um, and I just think. Mental health in general is so important Absolutely. Um, to be kind of oh, yeah. to kind of understand like the things that I struggle with. Like I struggle with anxiety and I struggle with uh just being like very type A, very OCD, and um, I, that all is anxiety, right? Um, but understanding it and talking to Mel about it, who is all very, very helpful. Um my my Melanie has well, but they're both my Melanie's, but my wife Melanie, not my sister Melanie. Um, but um it's just I think that. Being able to accept it is really the first step to um, getting through it. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. yeah. Sometimes
0: you just. Need I think with to athletes to, right? too. I think. Sorry, I think with the athletes too is that you have to remember, like they get an abrupt awakening when the industry is done with them. They get discarded. Oh, right, right, yeah. yeah. You know, and Very that's true. a whole whole different thing for them.
1: That's a really good point, Mel. Um right. I mean How do you... we talk about we 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 talk a lot about like what does the the stress that Tuataglievola must be under deciding whether or not he should continue to play football. Yeah. Right. Because what does he do if he's not playing football? He hasn't made enough money to be uh, you know lifetime generationally wealthy no, no. I mean he's made a lot it's of not money. Rookie I mean, contract, he hasn't made enough he? money. Right, he's still on his rookie contract yeah. and if he gets through to his you know, we, we also talk about how much those second contracts are worth and that's that's I mean that's family changing money, right? Oh, yeah. the
0: chances are people are depending on them a lot wow. of people, you know.
3: Well, that's another that's another right. thing <laughs> yeah, that, that's sometimes. another pressure about it too right <laughs> yeah you made a good and like, and a bad thing is now all of a sudden you have all this money and right. people are always like oh well you could uh, invest in this business before me now but that's another yeah. story
2: hey um, remember me your long lost fifth yeah. cousin yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> did you guys watch ballers on hbo nope no i not is it even still on so hbo ballers, is it on is it on i Max? don't think it is i don't know if they <laughs> did their whole we're dropping shows to save money thing but if they haven't watch it um short story the rock is an ex-pro football player who hurts himself who, he doesn't hurt himself he retires but he goes out so he's the rock and he yeah. somebody's right he's the okay. rock let's and let's face so it he's the rock in everything um, he does Yes, he's the rock and everything he does. He goes and becomes a financial planner for pro athletes and he gets hired by this investment firm and he's telling all these kids where to invest their money, how not to throw their money away. And this whole story, and the, the reason I bring it up is because it talks about entourages and, you know, using your money wisely and using your money not wisely. I think it does a really good job. Uh, he had the backing of a lot of. Um, pro football players, like probably his friends. So like, you know, Victor Cruz was on it. A lot of athletes got mm-hmm. on it. Um, uh, What's the face? Dominic Sue was on it, right? I just anyway. did a quick check. Ballers is on Max. Nice. You know, another
3: angle
2: of this to swing it back to mental health. Um, The other aspect of it, like you said, right, there's physical health as well. And there's kind of a physical and mental aspect combined, which is like, especially in the NFL, with CTE. I mean, do they have even when people aren't in concussion protocol and stuff, like I feel like there should be part of like NFL physicals and stuff, like monitoring for that kind of thing. Right. Just like, Hey, how, how are these players brains doing? Like you're under so much emotional and and mental health stress. alert:
1: Not well, right.
2: But that's another area. I I don't know if they do. Cause like, can you imagine all the stress and pressure we've, we've just talked about with like literal brain damage on top of that? It just makes it that much harder, I'm sure, to deal with this. It's like, oh my god, I I can't well, imagine going through it. I mean, if like Antonio that.
1: Brown doesn't have it, an, if Antonio Brown doesn't have a a CTI, <laughs> I, I don't know what he has. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, not to not to talk out of school, but he literally got up one day and was crazy. i mean just like,
2: some people point to a a really really brutal hit he took while still in Pittsburgh that the they they think was the cause. Yeah, I, and I mean, I bet. I I'd be willing to bet almost almost every player has. At least some degree of it by the time they're out if they're in the NFL for a number of years.
1: And that's that's especially that's those hits. I mean, I think no man's land across the middle. I mean, that's where you get murdered.
2: Not as much anymore, but man, yeah, you remember those nineties wide receivers, and yeah? <laughs> like Andre
1: Reid, <laughs> Michael you, Irvin. That's where you go to die. Those two
2: would get pummeled over this, the middle. This all is, the is time. a killbox,
1: Jerry. Yep. Yeah, a rock reference. You'd love it. <laughs> I saw it. I saw you recognize it.
2: I'm it always goes back to the rock. <laughs>
0: Block
3: playing the lot next topic yum so our next topic john you're gonna be so proud of me i have actually two non-sports questions this week Ooh.
1: amazing and we're gonna one of the the very normally
3: yeah, my job the very first one has to do with something that we've been going on and on for a little while now ai so there have there are multiple <laughs> studies published lately utilizing artificial intelligence to detect signs you want to know what's great
1: I didn't write an AI
3: question. Wow, Look at that. synergy. That's <laughs> not synergy. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. All right. Uh, there are multiple studies published uh, lately utilizing artificial intelligence to detect signs of possible breast cancer. Current methods factor in a bunch of things like age, family history, ethnicity, and breast density. AI utilizes what they call biomarkers that pinpoint certain areas on mammograms. According to a recent study by Kaiser Permanente, AI was able to determine a five-year risk of... Breast cancer uh, being twenty five percent more accurate than standard methods today. Wow! So, everyone, how do we feel about AI being able to detect breast cancer and other forms of cancer?
1: I mean, I mean, you know, guys, know my feeling on bleeding edge technology. It's the future. Yeah, it's the future. I mean, and that's what we're doing, right? We're getting better at everything as a species. That seems
2: like a, and I think we should a way better application for AI than like you know having a a chat bot that's like telling people to break up with their like significant
1: others (laughs) it only happened once and they turned its personality down i
3: mean with these studies do we do we feel like there's going to be a a bunch of early adopters or are people going to kind of stick it to this the same old thing same old
2: ways well they're
0: already using machines so Mm -hmm. it just sounds like they're
2: going to use better machines so yeah exactly it sounds like just the next step right
3: i I will clarify this so the ai the AI is making like suggestions, but it's, uh, an actual doctor still has to kind of look at things uh, mm-hmm. with the with the study. So, so we're not getting rid of doctors, uh, but okay. they're yeah. just they're just trying to. Eat, uh, a, this is a lot faster than um, um, than other kind of than the the normal things that they do now, and it's they they've kind of proven it's a little bit more accurate as well.
1: I mean, as I'd like to do, if we push technology like this out until it's perfect, right? use the Pete 100% man method, right? <laughs> if they worked on it long enough and they made it great. Right, exactly. Um we have something that has a near limitless knowledge base that you can con- converse with. And so if you can converse with and and not saying we say whatever it says is law, but if it knows everything about cancer and we say what do these pictures look like? And they say, well, that looks like cancer. Then you can pre pretty certain that it is right.
2: Yeah. I mean, and I think well, that's great. Right, yeah. With enough database as a tool. What? Fantastic. As long as it doesn't turn into fantastic. like all of us going to like WebMD now with AI ourselves.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Surgy bot 3000. Yes. I mean, that is going to honestly, that totally I sounds know, like, right? the, you
3: know, human condition right there. We're totally going to go over to the extremes and yeah. <laughs> AI is gonna yes, think a simple
0: terminator
3: movie coming. Sorry,
2: your laptop does not meet the minimum system requirements for accurate diagnosis.
3: No, it's just for surgerybot <laughs> three thousand. Please someone's upgrade. gonna see a pimple and they're gonna think
1: it's like something else or something like that. Oh, Mark, can no. one of the hashtags be surgery bot three thousand <laughs> Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I love it.
0: I mean if it proves accurate, they should use
2: it. Yeah. That, that's been my argument the whole time. AI, if used as just another tool that' Like Mark said, a doctor has the final say on. They're using it as a consultant. Okay, fantastic. You still have somebody that's been through medical school who's a human being that can help make that final call. And I, I think that's a great that, that's a great way to implement it.
0: Yeah,
1: no, I agree. As we've been saying, like over and over and over again.
2: Yeah, right. What yeah. do you yeah. got to lose? Do you want to get that,
0: that as quick as possible.
2: Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Right. If it can save save a life or like. Save a breast, you know, whatever. Like, where without this, it, hashtag, yeah, <laughs> hashtag save a breast. Use AI. Um, we're not but using like, that hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean,
1: right? That's that's a great well, thing. There,
0: what is their 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 regular one? Is is save the tata? Like their
1: cancer one? It's save the, tata. the That's a that's a much better save one. The um, now with things, AI. I think. And and what I was going to say is, I think that, uh, and we've been talking about it nonstop about a lot of different topics on the podcast, is we should think about the ethical treatment of everything. I mean, AI used ethically, I think, is a very, very useful tool. And uh, personally, I love ChatGPT. I use it all the time. Granted, I'm not in charge of anything terribly <laughs> important. <laughs> as you a, yeah,
2: as a, as a fun tool that but, that writes stories about our our super cool lacrosse team on our website. It's fantastic. And not even
1: that. Like, I mean, really, as a tool to fill in the website, as a tool to do things in my daily life, it's very convenient. Mm -hmm.
3: So a little bit more details about this study. Uh, Overall, they they had a sample size of about uh, 324,000 women uh, that had no signs of breast cancer, either currently or historically, in 2016. Um, Of those 324,000, about... Uh, almost 4,600 of them got diagnosed with breast cancer within the next five years, oh my gosh. Uh, and the study compared them against about 13,000 uh, women that did not end up developing cancer. So that's how they did kind of like a control group of how, how this AI uh, was, was able to detect and whatever like that. And they said, again, 25% more accurate. So they should, right? Word. As of right now, uh, so the the yeah. news story that I saw this on uh, Houston Methodist uh, right now is using it abundantly right now. Uh, but you're you're right. There's a uh, it, it it should be utilized probably a lot more. I would imagine there's going to be a large upfront cost, but they're do they are saying that in the long run it's going to be cheaper. I would hope so. And I mean. As far as like
2: this isn't like a drug that needs very specific fda approvals like i'd imagine this would be fast-tracked into mainstream practice pretty quickly if as long as it's keep in mind right. there's still
3: a lot of people that don't trust ai they yeah. don't trust the robot overlords and they watched terminator 2
1: i trust yeah. i trust them
0: <laughs> uh,
1: and so because i can't save this question we have to say it um Nikola Jokic capped off a historic NBA playoff run uh, Monday night, leading the Nuggets to a 94-89 victory and a first-ever championship title uh, after 47 seasons and a final game of defense-heavy, poorly shot basketball. The wait is over. Jokic led all players across the playoffs in points, rebounds, and assists at 30, 13 and a half, and nine and a half, respectively. Uh, with The playoffs over, Jokic was asked at a press conference if he was excited about the parade on Thursday, today. And his answer was simple. No, I need to go home. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm with that. And so after one of the greatest performances in playoff history, what is our thoughts about Jokic just wanting to go home to Serbia? And just why were the Nuggets so good this year?
0: I think basketball is his
2: hobby. Yeah, not not his life, I guess. (laughs) He just happens to be really good at it.
3: Right. I, I mean, Jokic is arguably the best player in the NBA right now. Uh, some people are saying best player in the world. I'm not 100% convinced on that on
1: that one. That um, points, rebounds, um, assists stat. He is uh, the fifth most overall mm-hmm. of all players. I mean, he's round. he's
3: phenomenally skilled. I mean, he's he's right now uh, a player that can't be guarded with the current archetype of the NBA player because the NBA has gotten rid of its centers, right? Mm. And he's a a seven footer that can shoot, he can pass, he can rebound. Um, I mean...
1: Because he's Serbian.
3: <laughs> I mean, he, there's a reason why they were the best team in the NBA. And it really wasn't just him. They were an amazing team. Jamal mm. Murray, yeah, Jamal great. Murray was, a, was a phenomenal, team. yeah, number two. And they had some great role players as well. Aaron, Aaron, mm. And Aaron Gordon, too. Aaron Gordon with somewhat of a resurgence. They had two, essentially two centers in their starting lineup. Right.
1: Um. The, again, no. And poor six foot nine Bam was just like I exactly exactly can't. I just can't. I am hoping
3: that this might be the beginning of the resurgence of the big man in the NBA. And with Victor Wembayama mm-hmm. also coming next year, oh yeah, I am hoping that more teams have two bigs. When I watched the Celtics play, um I thought their best lineup was when they had Robert Williams and Al Horford again, two bigs. And on the floor at the same time but for whatever reason they just decided only they just wanted to shoot threes all day but you had oh especially against the heat that had a very small um bam out of bio. uh and they should have taken Poor they should have taken advantage of the fact that yeah of okay, that yeah come on have come a, on have a, have a game plan for
2: that you
0: I think they may have underestimated him. He's strong, but he's only 6'9", uh,
2: right? And
3: he's listed as six, mm-hmm. yeah, so six nine. He's listed as six nine. That's very right.
2: possible too.
0: I mean, I would have, I would have never in any year would have told you the Nuggets were the next championship. But I think a lot of people underestimated them, including I mean, the people that played them, and that was a mistake. Absolutely, I agree. But, but you, you, be, you figured out you underestimated them, it was too late.
3: But they'll yep. be a marked <laughs> team next year, and. Oh, you yeah. know, because the the media just loves to talk about this kind of stuff. Now they are all talking about dynasty. And mm. uh, I forget, I think it was, and like it might've been Murray that said like, yeah, we're going to be a dynasty. It's like, okay, it's easy to say that after you've won cha- one championship, but um, it's a little premature for that t- kind of talk, especially in the free agent market. And yeah. so, so many things can happen with trade deadlines. I mean... Come on. Let's pump the brakes a little bit on this Dynasty talk. Why, right. don't, you, why don't you win another championship before you talk about Dynasty? I was going to say, wait, wait till you get your second one down. Well,
0: oh. they, they trade them a lot more now, I think. And then they're, they'll, all of them, they're very um, arrogant like that immediately, even when they don't win. They just say the craziest thing.
3: I blame the media for that because they're the ones asking them the question. Come on. What are yeah, they supposed sure. to say? No, I don't think we're going to win every championship now. Yeah, it
0: just- does <laughs> It's like, uh, I, I forgot who did the interview, but it was an interview for the WNBA and they asked another player who looked up to Diana Rossi if they were starstruck. Starstruck, star on the court. So how do you answer that without sounding like a lunatic? Seriously. Right. So she like, yeah. She's like, no, no, no. I was just excited to be here. And it's like, you can't, you can't be playing people and be like, yeah, I was totally starstruck.'
1: Right. You're like, I only grew up watching her. <laughs> you
0: can't answer <laughs> the question.
1: You know, I only became a basketball player because of <laughs> <that>. <laughs> to me,
3: right, Diane Taurasi yeah. D- is the ultimate winner of all professional sports. Now, I, I think some might argue, especially on the women's side, Sue Bird might be a little bit better no, than her, but I totally agree with Mel. Taurasi is a winner. Tell me why. I mean, she's won and Mel, correct me if I'm wrong, two
0: gold medals? I think more than that.
3: Do I you think it's more than that? that. She's,
0: okay. I, I think Brittany has two, so it's you know.
3: Okay, okay.
0: And, I mean,
3: she was a huge winner at UConn. She's won championships in the WNBA. She's five. Exactly. So,
0: she's going to hit 10,000 10, points this year. Yeah,
1: she, I wow. mean, come on. She I is, don't know who's
0: catching up to that and when, but it'll be huh. a minute.
1: And she's still a firecracker. And Mel just sent me a video of her. She's
0: 41
2: on, the on court. top of that. I was just going to ask yeah, her. I that's amazing.
0: I'm ashamed. Do you think
3: this is her last year, Mel?
0: Um, not uh, if they. Well, I don't think they're going to win. If they win, I would say yeah, but no. I think she'll be back at least one more if they don't win.
2: She's chasing another title. You think before she walks yeah. off the sunset? Absolutely.
0: I think she might have retired too. Um, but there was, they were throwing this thing around that she she was waiting for Britney to come back
1: yeah I mean, her wife is taller than her really yeah,
0: yeah. diana's oh, not small but,
1: oh yeah but diana's like six foot six one okay she's yeah <laughs> diana's six foot i just looked that up she just curious. doesn't
0: look that tall
1: okay. no Honestly. she doesn't and their pictures are so cute <laughs> i mean compared to like
2: people that are way tall like basketball is insane <laughs> just how tall these people are Oh well, yeah we're saying
1: that bam who is listed at six nine is short Right, yeah. It's because Victor is gonna be covering him next year and he's seven ten. I would kill to be listed at six nine. It's insane. Seven <laughs> ten. I mean and, he, and like I watched a video. Kid
0: can shoot. He's quick yeah. too, though. He's not just he's quick. He's quick? How how
3: can you
2: be seven ten? He still needs to put on a little quick.
3: weight. Just, he's still
0: he's not he's yeah, not seven ten. <laughs> he slouches down and then he's out
3: but he he's he's a skinny little dude though so okay. he's gonna put on a little weight or he's gonna mm. he's gonna get manhandled in WNBA, or the wmba or the nba excuse me um
1: oh my god he's seven seven two nine like i almost oh, weigh more god. than him
3: yeah no that that's an
1: injury we He needs to put on weight.
2: several injuries right he's young though he he has, okay. he has he's yeah 19. he's time to oh, put yeah. the weight on he'll, he'll fill out for sure
1: yeah. That he uh the video i watched he literally drove the ball he he ba- he stepped back he did a fadeaway jumper from like 30 yeah. feet and he could yeah he can
3: it. shoot too damn
2: that's, yeah,
1: that's why he's gonna definitely. score he's gonna score a million points <sighs> that's why
3: people are really excited to see him play for the spurs next year mm-hmm. in fact uh uh who? um uh, greg popovich who uh, i believe is going to get signed to a big extension and they're actually thinking that pop might play Or my coach a few more years now that he's got, like, a franchise player to go with him.
2: Hello, I am French Angry Vampire Man, and now I will be introducing next topic.
1: And so I had a talk with Jamie today about unfairness and some kickball calls, but I thought that Mm. this was relevant. And so the MLB season is almost half... Uh, at the halfway point and with a number of noted miscalled hmm. balls and strikes, as well as websites dedicated to umpire scores and accuracy, the call for robot umpires amongst the fans is in full swing. Uh, for as long as there's been baseball fans, baseball fans have been unhappy about called balls and strikes and uh, the ones they disagree with. And so what are our thoughts about the upswing for robot umpires? Uh, is learning an umpire just part of the game or do you think baseball be... Re- in- yeah, it's gonna it's happen. Like, we'll uh, be improved by balls they're doing it in minor league
3: baseball right now. I am not a fan of robot ump's. I think human umpiring and officiating is a part of the game. And yes, while yeah. I might complain about a call here or there, I think it's still part of the game. And in the grand scheme of things, umpires really or uh, officials and umpires they they're not really determining like the final outcome of a season. Like, come on, yeah, there's so a many game games here or there. Yes, in, in MLB. Now, there are other exceptions. There are the mm-hmm. exception, like the pass interference call with the, against the Saints, uh, or the Rams, or rather. Um, oh, NFL, yeah, but I mean that. Yeah. <laughs> there are some exceptions, but <laughs> yeah. in the grand scheme of things, I think human officiating is a whole, all part of the game. Definitely baseball.
0: Besides, what player wants to fight with
3: a robot? Players like to argue with him. There. They do. That's no, so part, part of the game. <laughs> yeah, that is,
2: I mean, that is so true. I
3: grew up being a pitcher, and and getting to know what an umpire's strike zone is is a part of pitching. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think yeah. uh, I don't like there. Yes, there's there's what the strike zone is supposed to be, but it's 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 kind of an art form having to deal with the strike zone in a human umpire.
1: I think it takes a bit of the strategy. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, because it, right, it, right. Because if that's part of the film study is like, p- let's
2: look at what this umpire is called, right? I, I would imagine that would be part of your game prep.
1: Well, it's even more. There's like parts of pitching that is a little bit mind game, mm-hmm. and so like you'll pitch high and like inside, framing a pitch, right, so that you can, yeah, but yeah. that you can so that you can pitch low and away, and when you pitch low and away. And it cuts through the strike zone ever so, you know, like really aggressively, like an aggressive slider that cuts through the mm-hmm. strike zone. It might land out, but, you know, your catcher's supposed to pull that shit back in. And so if it's called, it looks like a strike, but maybe it wasn't. And it gets swung at, and maybe it just gets missed. And there's so much of that
0: the in baseball. And they're, ha-
1: yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sure. So you think, right, like robots would eliminate some of that cool nuance that we're seeing. Well, in the honestly, game right now. it's
1: going to make hitting get better. Yeah. It is. If the batters know exactly where the ball is going to be, they're going to hit more baseballs because they're also professional. Do you think baseball wants that? Yes, no? probably. I do. I mean, you can only throw it to, you can only throw it to uh, first base twice now. This, the most ridiculous rule, by the way, but stolen, stolen bases are exciting. Here's what, here's what I actually that's think.
0: A, that's a new rule?
1: Yeah. That's one of the new
3: rules. I personally think that one of the best things about baseball is having people complain about the umpires like that's (laughs) that is kind of like half that's like half the chatter in in baseball like like dave martinez the coach of the nationals like he went to this press conference there was so the nationals potentially lost a game because uh the, the the ball hit the runner and but dave martinez was saying that the the runner was out of the baseline and he brought a picture Two oppressed cars proving <laughs> that the guy was not in the baseline. That's awesome. Personally, when I look at the replay, I think, listen, if he's out of the baseline, everyone is out of the baseline because mm. he was doing this, the same line that everyone runs the first base. Yeah. Everyone. Man. It was certainly entertaining to watch
1: though. <laughs> uh, yeah. I
0: look back up.
1: But how do you how do you get a robot ump to call that? I mean, do the robot umps just call balls and strikes though? I mean, how can you robot? Yeah, what, what are the they call, doing in the minor leagues, like or a in, there, in college, or But that's kind of where people like want to go,
3: right? They want people. They want like a, a black and white rule rule book,
1: or black and white mm. calls with with uh. I mean, there's like. never been perfect calls in any no, professional sport. No. Ever. I mean if
2: you if you're gonna do that, you may as well have it like the second that any player like steps a millimeter off the line, there's like some kind of microchip in their shoes, and all of a sudden like the whole stadium I mean, turns right. red. Everything has
1: to be smart it's device, like, which we could probably do, but.
0: That sounds
1: boring. Mark, have you heard about the, uh, yeah. or gone to umpirescorecards.com? com, Which no. is actually, apparently, and I've never learned about it. Apparently, it is birthed from a Twitter algorithm. Uh, um, and so every I mean, game... Yes, Angel Hernandez is the worst. Gets, <laughs> every game gets mathematically averaged. Umps get a scorecard based on their performance about missed balls and missed strikes. And um, you can just look. You can look how good they did or how bad they did. Hmm.
3: I know, I know. Angel Hernandez is the worst. He 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 likes to call strikes that are like three feet off the plate. But is it is it like a big dip,
2: like to that guy between the the worst and the best, or is it not too bad?
1: Um, I don't know if they actually and and I discovered it because it was referenced in an article I read. But I don't know if they actually talk about the umpires, uh, the best umpire.
3: I will say so. One of the one of the things that has been um, that people have noticed this year with a lot of the younger umpires, they have a uh, a shorter fuse. So uh, Mm. they people have been thrown out a little bit quicker than anticipated uh,
1: because, you know, Okay, I also read another stat that some of the umpires or some of the parks specifically are very pitch clock like Mm -hmm. heavy. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people. Some people are calling the pitch clock more and some people calling the pitch clock less. But I mean, again, right. The game has to be different everywhere. And that's part of baseball. And I agree with you, Mark. I think that that is the right way Mm -hmm. to go.
3: I got a next topic. So while watching the news, I saw that one New Jersey township is trying to enforce a new rule with unruly parents at kids, little league games. This, this (laughs) rule states that if anyone in the crowd, anyone in the crowd starts a fight with an umpire, then they have to volunteer to umpire for at least three upcoming games. And they are kicked off the fields until they do so. I have Now, I have personally witnessed multiple adults go crazy over officiating. And yes, I've witnessed some fights over it as well. So, everyone, how do you feel about this rule? And what should cities do to fight against abrasive parents at their kids' games?
0: I don't think that rule is going (laughs) to work. I mean... I'm It's all about perspective it. though.
3: I understand why they want to do it. It's all about perspective because, you know, if you're yelling at someone and then all of a sudden you step in their shoes and you're getting yelled at, you kind of get a little bit of perspective and maybe get a little bit, you know, a little bit more down to earth. But
0: mm-hmm. if the parent is already yelling, what makes you think they're not going to yell back? Somebody else yells at them. <laughs> they're already doing it.
1: Yeah, well they right. They already <laughs> think that their uh, their kids on the way to the MLB. So, <laughs> all of them. yeah, I'm just gonna tell you, Little League, mm, Little I was good good. Little League, fall fall. but could you? Right. Could, could, actually, you yeah, mom, could you imagine your mom? Could you imagine getting your mom <laughs> in a
3: fight though with with an umpire?
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> but there are parents that do that. No, there was one time. That, not in Little League, but there was one time that Dad got into a fight at Yankee Stadium because oh, someone spilled a beer on me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, you remember that?
0: Moment? Yeah, that was his, that was just he was
1: so aggressive. I was so impressed. He never gets mad at anything. Mom, he was just like, mom very was, mad. Mom was literally
0: yelling for <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: so I gotta Damn. tell you,
0: they're not anymore. So so I I,
3: offic- I officiate in a lot of the the That's leagues awesome. that I participate in. Um. And, you know, I do it because I'm I'm pretty knowledgeable of the sport and I, I know what the rules are. I can I, I remain impartial, but there are just people, you know, this is it. They just get so intense and they just don't agree with you. And I've had people get in my face. It's like to, for over a call that I made. It's like, come mm. on, <laughs> like,
1: yeah, that's come so on. Stupid. Like, what are we doing? (laughs) Especially in Little League, I think it's important to teach these parents who are off their chains a little humility. And because, really, when it comes down to it, their kids are watching. Absolutely. Kids have to be
0: embarrassed. I'd be embarrassed.
1: Oh, my God, yeah. And, yeah, they have to be embarrassed. And so they're watching and they're embarrassed. Or they think that's how the world
3: works and that's what they're supposed to do. Right.
1: Right. Hmm. And it's bad lessons all around. So, I mean, to teach these parents a little humility, I think in in a way that sort of benefits the league i think that's a real appropriate rule change i mean it's a little hacky right because it'll never go it'll never happen but i think that in general the, the the nature of it is very smart but what else is the league supposed to do
0: well they don't have security huh in the course little, little of course not whatever.
1: of course not there's no money there I mean, you know <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I think that unruly parents definitely don't get invited. I mean, I think a lot of the, the big communities around little league baseball definitely do that. ones with their snack bars and Some self-policing and, and know, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Right. Self-policing. Oh, oh you, you know, you're on this list where you can't right. come to four games or something. Right. I think, how does that stop the behavior uh, know, though? Sp-
3: if they get banned for like four games and then they come back, is there, are they really going to stop the behavior?
1: I mean, they're missing their kids. They're probably going yeah. to be banned
0: indefinitely yeah. at a certain
1: point. I was going to say, and, you yeah, know, you got, like, punishment, you got like right? one game for one it escalated punishment until you get banned enough. And then it. you oh got to speak God. to your
0: kid why you couldn't control yourself to watch the game. Yeah, and then mm-hmm.
1: you got to speak to your kid why you couldn't control yourself. I think that that is more, um, I think that'll affect change more. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I could see that. Right. When your kid disapproves of, of the parent, it's
3: like, oof. I apologize for laughing. I just saw uh, something in the chat. Apparently, uh, Pete. Someone thinks that Pete is going to be a very unruly father because of how he reacts at Bill's games. <laughs> oh no, that's amazing! I'm not going to say oh, who yeah, said yeah, yeah. that. Steph, you're probably
0: right.
3: <laughs> <It's> probably Steph. <laughs> I could totally see Pete get thrown out of the game.
0: Pete's being banned from games now. <laughs> can't even go to the, the play.
3: I agree with you guys. I think the intent of the of this rule is teach them humility, get them a little bit perspective, but it's probably not going to stick. Unfortunately.
0: Well, they don't sound. You know, they sound unhinged to begin with.
3: Well, Ooh. do you really want it. them to be let's the? Let's not ump? start with that, Melody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you want them to be the? Ump? I wouldn't.
3: So something else, uh, there's there's supposed to be like some an actual umpire that's been trained that's supposed to be there to make sure that they're doing their job as an umpire and and do, like, being impartial. Uh, so that's like another p- whole like part of this, right? It's like come on, because it'll
1: all just go exactly.
2: perfectly. Well. Oh, yeah. So I promise, I promise, promise stuff here and you guys all see it. It's it's there in writing in the chat. I will try to behave in front of my kid during Bills games. It's not only be easy. during Bills games. Well, that's usually one of the most angry.
0: He said, five let the scapegoat." You will like me it, when I'm angry. Clear, yeah, <laughs> take a better team. All right. Hey,
1: they're All pretty right, good.
2: Bad. Hey, baby, do you want a next topic?
1: Uh, it's been a somewhat rocky week in Buffalo Bills mini, cap, mini camp regarding superstar Stephon Diggs and aforementioned uh, Pete's favorite player. I have um, his jersey on Tuesday. On Tuesday after practice, when asked, Coach Mike McDermott said that he was very concerned about Diggs' absence. Uh, Diggs was at practice again on Wednesday, caught some balls from Josh Allen, met with with the new wide receiver coach as well as the young receivers, and had generally a normal day. And so my question is, what are our thoughts about the change in tone from Mike McDermott and the early absence of Stefan Diggs with regards to his disappointment at the end of last season? Or is this just sports writers trying to find a story at the beginning of a football season or before the beginning of a football season? I defer
3: to the Buffalo Bills fan. Um, It's a little bit of bold. We're talking about it. There's
2: definitely something, something that's gone on. I agree. I agree. They say it's resolved. I'd say it's resolved for now, right? You, You can't just, if it was something that big that, that caused, and supposedly an excused absence like Sean Sean McDermott did say that the the absence like he checked in on the first day of camp did the physicals did everything right and then was told uh (laughs) yeah Steph thanks for the the correction there real time I don't know I I think I think there's definitely something going on but on the same token media has exaggerated it even further like I mean how many good morning football like table rounds are talking about how many teams he's looking at going to now and it's like where are you getting this
1: <laughs> like i mean it's literally all that was on nfl uh talk like, this dude, week i mean not all but like one of the main topics that they that you know step on Diggs, just build on a mini they camp. they cannot trade
2: him so that's not happening no the, they're the, not getting traded this is as close to like a family issue as it is because it's like you know, family can fight all they want. They're stuck. They're still family. They're stuck together. They got to work it out. So I mean,
1: they haven't found the solution yet. D-Hop isn't on the team yet. So And he won't out, be. Guys. He's
2: going to be a Patriot. Um I've heard oh, those yeah. rumors too. Yeah, I, I I don't think um I don't think it's fully resolved, but at least it's it's resolved for now. It's gotten to where is back to work. Uh I think as we go on through the season, it'll kind of be like w- whatever beef Dix has, which I have some ideas. Uh, Yeah, that's what I want to ask Pete. Is this about money or is this about philosophy? It's not money. He's got a huge con. He's making 22 million a year. He's fine. He's a bunch of guaranteed money. about the
1: fact that they haven't won yet? That's that's exactly it. And they've been knocking on the door and they just can't put it home. He
2: said it himself during the, um, it was an interview, I think during the Pro Bowl stuff. I'm so glad how this is going. And he's like, dude, we have all the talent. We have like, the facilities we have the plays we have everything what the hell's wrong why haven't we won and head coach yeah that's
1: <laughs> well
2: people are now saying that they're they most likely think it was the coordinator which yes ken dorsey was a wide receivers no sorry quarterback coach uh and just became a head offensive coordinator this year he's brand new to it you can be sure some very snazzy veteran defensive coordinators and another head coaches through the kitchen sink, everything but the kitchen sink at him to try to throw him off his game. And I think it worked towards the end of the season. I think they figured him out. Um,
1: towards maybe. the end of the season. It didn't seem like they were that hard no. to yeah. defend. Against. They, everyone no, everyone um, knew what they were going to do. Knew. Yeah. Even Mark and I knew, and we're not defensive.
2: coordinators. Now, another thing dig said in a different interview was that he said the first nine weeks or so they had their shit together and then after that, he said something changed with the play calling too. Um, yeah,
3: and Four verticals. literally
2: his <laughs> right, but watch Diggs' numbers go down. Yeah, too. Right, because he Fewer was just targets. running deep routes. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. I mean, yes, that sounds they're, like a
0: they're coaching they're, issue.
2: They're good Absolutely. at them when they're mixed up with different things. So I think he had issues with McDermott. Potentially, maybe personal issues with Josh. I don't know. I, I can't. I don't want to project anything that isn't there. Uh, I've heard some rumors about things that are not football related and Josh Allen himself said so in a press conference, he said the issue is not football related. So I thought that was interesting.
1: Hmm. So they're talking about an issue openly though.
2: Yes. Um, they talked about it all day that the day that Diggs wasn't at practice, he was in the facility and they talked before and after practice, um, at length. Um, I mean, it, the word's with very McDermott concerned. The reason, was the reason
3: I probably brought it Allen
2: up. as well in a room with Diggs
3: and worked yeah, they'll probably work it out. out. They'll probably definitely work it out. But I mean, I will say this: with so the addition of Damien Harris, who, who is a legit running back, it's a good, good pickup there. Yeah, is is going to be interesting because one of the things that that Buffalo has been really uh, like um, ridiculed of has been the lack of a run game. Like it's been efficient. Everyone, everyone just, they just knew haven't done it enough they have exactly everyone knew it's like oh Buffalo's gonna pass it like 70 yeah. percent of the time Buffalo's gonna pass it they're just gonna play the pass and they'll, well, they'll I mean, just casey deal with that. whatever yards that they do yeah casey does that too but i think the ah, difference is no. and, well it, casey did it a little bit like mean, isaiah pacheco de- definitely was not becoming running back so they did run the ball a little more plus they had this, the, like the jet sweeps yeah. with sky
2: Moore. yeah in, in the playoffs and i mean the bills used to have that too with mckenzie that that was a thing um, I mean Josh running too is is ridiculous, but it can't all be on him. And I think no. you you're right. A, a lot of the I think a bulk of the load of the Bills running game needs to transition to uh let's see what James Cook can do. You yeah. Know? And and he's got a smash mouth player in Harris to back him up. And Naheem Hines. I really I really hate too. that Harris I is mean, a Bill now. I really hate that. I think it's a good fit. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good fit, but he's a good. I thought player. I thought he was a good Patriot too. Like I thought he fit well with with uh, with the Patriots in his time there.
3: I see the next topic. So we're going to talk about something that's very uh, I'm very excited about with regards to the future. Uh, it's getting a lot closer as autonomous or driverless cars are starting to make more headlines now. Waymo, which is owned by Google, is starting to make headway in the Phoenix and San Francisco markets and have logged over one million miles with these driverless vehicles. It does seem to always make headlines, however, when a ve- one of these vehicles crashes or malfunctions. Uh, but in a lot of respects, they, it's uh, it's a lot less frequent than uh, than he- regular human beings driving. So everyone, how much closer is society to driverless vehicles?
1: I mean, for a while there, um, Carmack left his company to do it. It was the software engineering golden egg to go to a company. To figure out a way to effectively map mm-hmm. roads for driverless mm-hmm. cars. It's a and big deal, yeah. I mean, when you think about it, I love this topic. By the uh, way, Mike, I figured I you would. Um, when you think about it, whoever gets there first, mm-hmm. right? If Uber gets there first, if Waymo gets there first, if Lyft gets there first, Google even. they can just print money. Yeah. Google, mm-hmm. even. I mean, it's a money print. Like you remember the scene from um iRobot? where he calls the car and the car just comes and gets him, puts him in the little super fast lane. He does, you know, he reads his paper. I read uh, an article that cars in the future... um They're not even going to need windows, right? They're not even going to need lights because they're going to be, you know, you could have internal screens that you can make opaque and Mm. you can put stuff up on them. You can do your news. I mean, it's just going to change the way we process as a race, I think. Will, are we almost there? Well, I think camera technology is a little bit off Uh, right now. um, A lot of the accidents, the big accident that killed that woman on that bridge, um, uh, if you look at... And someone did die from a driverless car accident. Actually, a lot of people have. <laughs> um, but, Not as uh, much as regular cars. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, sh- sure. Um, but uh, uh, the camera feed was very yeah. bad, and so and sure she came out of nowhere. But I mean, it has to know that, right? And yeah. so there was also, uh, apparently, the the ride-along, the human didn't notice, and so they didn't stop the car. Um, There was another accident with Tesla where two assholes were in the back of their Tesla, when, like, dead in the back of their Tesla after a crash. Oh, and, like, well, why are you both in the back of the car? Because Tesla definitely doesn't approve yeah. that, right? So did you hack your car? Like, what are you and doing? And that's, they know, from- that's my
3: whole point. Uh, that's the whole thing that I, I don't like about uh, autonomous and, and, and driverless cars, the fact that a lot of the accidents and a lot of the things that are happening are from people not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Like they're like, so so autonomous cars are following the rules of the road, but the overwhelming majority of people that are on the road are not following the rules. So, of course, yeah. yes, something is going to happen because this one vehicle is trying to I'm not to,
1: necessarily sure that's a good argument i Mark. think it's a
3: very good argument like keep it all right all right, all right no. wait wait wait. so right, the, a few years goes. ago a few years ago the it was a I forget was it a lyft or an uber in arizona um yes the like, while the person that was supposed to be monitoring the car wasn't paying attention she was on her phone or whatever like that they hit a pedestrian crossing the road that pedestrian
1: yeah it's it's the person who died in arizona yes. uh crossing the bridge no no no, the no
3: not crossing a bridge this was crossing the street but this was a, a portion of the street that, you know, a person wasn't really wasn't supposed to be crossing at the at the time. There was you know, pedestrians they're supposed to follow for rules too, and whatnot. Like they're supposed to, you know, be in a crosswalk and uh, otherwise it's jaywalking. Well. Of course, they don't do that. Most humans do not do that. I mean, but I mean, there's a Mark, set of rules no, rant- no, John, listen to me. there's a set of rules that you're supposed to follow, right? <laughs> and A computer is only smart enough as the rules that it knows it's supposed to follow, so if all these other objects or entities are not following the rules, what the hell is the robot supposed to do?
0: I
1: still think that's... I I don't think that tracks, because if you ran somebody
0: over... Well, I mean, that's, like, the if thing. You that's ran the thing. somebody that's over, true. and you didn't
1: see them. You would still get yeah, arrested, oh, absolutely. Right? You would, yeah. st- You would still get charged with manslaughter. But that's the problem. That's it the problem with, it, with with
3: with uh, you know AI or in, in cars and whatever like that. They're supposed right. to follow but, the rules, but we have to ho- we have to hold them to a higher standard. That they have to also account for all these other other things, which in I some mean, respects they, should. they need
1: to be pro- programmed. Yeah. They need to be programmed to be able to react like a human would in that mm-hmm, situation, mm-hmm. where sometimes i mean i i know and and pete knows i was in the car with pete when he did it once um sometimes you have to make a dumb move to make a smarter move right like you're on the highway you have to make that dumb move because someone made
3: a stupider move <laughs> the, the
1: no like incident. you're oh, sorry, on the highway going off. 70 miles an 70 like miles an hour and it's either kill three geese or die he chose to kill three i, think I just killed one of them but it
2: was it was very dead
3: i will say this i will. <laughs> and so in my in my well, uh, jb hunt it, it, days it when, was that when, or crash
2: into other cars next exactly to me, and behind seven, me. in my
3: jb hunt days when it came to an animal versus a car you had to kill the animal
1: yeah every time but i mean that i don't think is a programmable I mean, I guess it is. It is, but... right. You, you, well, but you have, te- you have and, to teach the AI to understand what yeah. an animal is. But, right, it's like... But then you're teaching AI to judge life in yes. situations, and that gets very dangerous. <sighs> Sounds
0: like a glitch.
1: Man. <laughs> a glitch in the Matrix.
2: I think I'd have to relive the, uh, the goose on the highway incident.
0: Always. <laughs> <Well, the whiz. laughs> you're a murderer. I Mel- that. Melanie, I, I, had, appreciate, I,
2: appreciate
1: I had less appreciate. than two We will talk about this topic again, by 70,
2: the way. 70, 75 miles an hour. There was a car on my right in my blind spot, a car right behind me. I'm in the left lane, and geese suddenly start crossing the road. I had, right, we're, what, we're, what could
3: I do? So so real quick, how many years do you think we are away from
1: society moving to autonomous vehicles? So really? many? Like, like people, 20? People I, had, no, I'd say 10. Yeah, like 20. Mm, I think... So. People hate change. They do hate change. Old people really hate change. Yeah, but I think they, they already have
0: computers. the technology. It's
1: just the people that have to tell I mean, it yeah. To yeah. And it's going to, to it's honest, gonna mature faster every The Tesla every year summon mode too. works great. Yeah, I agree. Look look up any video on the Tesla summon mode. Mm. It is completely fantastically awesome. It literally... There's videos on YouTube, all over YouTube, where it's, you know somebody's sitting at a Ruby Tuesdays and they press a button and their Tesla comes and picks yeah. them up. But
2: I, I do agree with Mark, yeah. though, that, and, and John kind of coursing this, too, is that it needs... It needs to be a higher standard than ourselves, which is, you know, wh- when it gets there, in some respects not well, fair. it Needs to be, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I mean, it needs to be held to the same standards as a human in driving. And if you kill someone, it is your fault. It is not their fault.
2: Yeah, who? Yeah, who? Who pay? That's an insurance thing I mean, too. It's like, is is the car going to pay insurance? Like the the company that made the software? Like, yeah, that they get. I mean, sure. Uh, that, yeah, that sure be, that's going to
1: happen. I mean, in the, in the number of incidents with the ride-alongs for Waymo um, in the, the cities that have um, approved uh, driverless uh, taxis, and there's a couple of yeah. them, most of the situations, the ride-along human was at fault. They weren't paying attention because
0: their job was really, really easy. Yeah. All right. Do we do it? Yeah. Okay. Do we do mm. it? Mark, I think we're done. Did you do five?
3: Because I did five. Yeah, but I started. No, how many did you do five? No, I started.
1: And I just did my fifth topic. I only have two topics left, and I wrote seven. (laughs) That's how math works. That's how math works. Did you do two topics in in one or something?
3: No, I'm telling you right now. No, I think Ah, you're wrong. So there'd be no math. I mean,
1: well, I can do another. I can do another topic if you'd like, but then I only have one question next week, and that makes me sad. Well, we're at time anyway. So, are you ready, Pete? (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. All
3: right. So that has been our ten or nine topics. Well who who knows? That's ten. <laughs> we would like to, th-
1: I'm gonna go to the We would take. like to
3: thank uh, our guests for joining us this week. Thank you, Mel. Thank
1: yes, you thank you. Thank you, for having me. Thanks, Mel. Thank you. Love you. Please uh, follow or cool. lo-
3: please follow or like us on our socials at if these balls pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Our website is ww.ifthiesballscouldtalk pod com, where you can see our sports news of the day, our AI story hour, or you can talk to us through Discord. So this is Mark Pesci, and for my partner, John Campania, and producer Pete Steffen, that's what we feel they would say if these balls could talk. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody.